1: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on
0: real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and this week for our current mood combo, I'm going to be joined by Atticus. He is an author that you probably know from Instagram and all of his New York Times bestselling books. He shares his poetry with his over 1.5 million followers online. And like some of his quotes, you probably don't even realize just because they're like that ingrained in your brain. Like, if you love her, leave her wild. Pretty sure that was him. He began sharing poetry online in 2013 And he tells us all about it, especially because his work is really kind of revolving around love, relationships, mental health. He works with tons of different nonprofits, like To Write Love on Her Arms, in support of mental health services... And we just have like a really good, vulnerable, honest conversation, especially because he's anonymous. So I didn't even get to see what he looks like. We only talked via audio and he's kept his identity anonymous literally since 2013. So I find that to be very, very interesting and cool, especially since he is so vulnerable online. And obviously his work resonates with so many people for a reason. And on top of it, he doesn't even have to expose his identity. It's like he gets to have his cake and eat it too. I'm so jealous. But before we talk to Atticus, let's jump into my best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week is calm AF. It's so weird, you guys. Like, genuinely, I just have to admit it. I've been so calm. Like, even when... I get stressed. It's, like, such a healthy stress this week that it's, like, oh, I gotta do this. It's okay. Like, I'm gonna do it. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, is this what normal people feel like all the time? Is this something that I can feel like more often? Because it's, like, very, like, cool. It's very okay. I've just been, like, very, very calm. I feel as though, like, I'm not focusing on you know, kind of future tripping and freaking out about what could go wrong and what I need to do and what I'm not doing, and what I should be doing. Like, even when those little voices come into my head that, like, have terrorized me my entire life, for the past, like, week, I've just been doing a good job of, like, I think it's like once you have such a good foundation after like being in therapy for so long and working on your mental health for so long, it's kind of how we talked about last week, the quick turnaround times. It was almost like I had such a week of quick turnaround times of bouncing back from all those little bad moments that they weren't even moments at this point. So like, yeah, like obviously like a voice came in my head or I got stressed for a second or I was like, should I do this or this? Or like, how am I going to get this done? But it was like not even like a moment. It was just like, I was so calm throughout every single thing and a lot of the things would have stressed me out if I probably wasn't like taking care of myself regularly and you know utilizing my tools and mood boosters and stuff like that so I just have to say like overall I think my best mood is calm which is also always something that I aim for I think it's like people always want to be perfect or be happy or whatever and I just feel like those things aren't real, but like calm is, and you can actually be calm more, Um, and I think it like can genuinely be a choice, and I'm exploring that a little bit more right now, and I think like it kind of goes, I picked a different worst mood, but I think if you're kind of like prone to dealing with things with your mental health, or like you've obviously had depressive states, or had anxiety, like you're almost thinking it's too good to be true you're like there's no way that I'm going to be calm all the time like even I remember a few weeks ago when I was feeling better I was like well I mean something's going to go wrong because I can't feel this great for long you know and I think it's like I've realized okay it's obviously less about focusing on that but it still is just a little bit scary because you're so used to dealing with the chaos and something being wrong and the other shoe dropping that, like, when you feel calm for the first time for an extended period of time, it's, like, kind of odd and you're, like, skeptical of it because you're not used to it. But honestly, I'm just, I've been enjoying it and I'm going to try to keep enjoying it. I mean, I obviously what I'm going to say is, you know, it's not going to last forever, Um, whether that's, like, me being pessimistic or realistic. I don't know yet, but trust me, we'll find out together. But what I did end up picking for my worst mood was just like indecisive. That was like the only time I wasn't calm. And I think it's a worst mood just because like, I'm not an indecisive person. I actually one of my pet peeves is when other people are indecisive and it's because it's so easy to look objectively at someone else's kind of options and be like, well, yeah, like you either choose this or this, but obviously internally, it's very easy to be like subjective when looking at your own stuff because like you have the emotions attached to them. And I just like found myself being like so indecisive, like, should I move my flight to this day or this day? Should I do this or that? Like should I like is it okay to be calm or not like it was almost like how I was kind of saying I was skeptical of the mood so much so that I started being like a little like indecisive because I was like all this is too good to be true like if I maybe make one wrong step I'm gonna fuck this up right And so I started kind of, like, second-guessing myself and being a little skeptical and, like I said, indecisive. And obviously, I handled it all. Like, I didn't stress out. I didn't have, like, a freak out. Like, especially since I was thinking so logically and trying so hard because it really does take, like, a lot of hard work to pause and be logical and look at your emotions in a logical way or at least when you're making a decision or a choice, not letting your emotions be the one just driving the bus – And so knowing that my best mood was calm and feeling really calm, it definitely felt more like an intruder creeping in as the indecisiveness would come over me. It wasn't like confusing because I was so calm. So I was able to obviously make decisions. I'm a very decisive person, sometimes maybe a little bit too decisive. So I was just kind of like rolling with it and being curious about it, which is something we talk about too, of just like, you know, not being afraid of the bad moods and not like judging them so harshly, just like being curious about them and just like looking at them, not like diving into them. And so I'd say overall, it was a very like just mellow week in a sense of like, I did a lot of things, but they, it didn't feel as chaotic because I didn't make it into something bigger than it was, which we'll get into also in the mood boosters. Cause it was like life changing. This podcast is sponsored by better help. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you just like listen to mood every week and you're like, I still can only think of worse moods. I don't know my best moods or I wanna have more best moods. I wanna be able to get more tools. That's what I do, which is why I think better help is incredible. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. All you have to do, guys, is just try. And it's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com mood, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So it doesn't matter where you live, everyone's doing it. And don't forget, since you listen to Mood, you get a special offer just for being one of my listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com mood. For my mood boosters this week, obviously, you guys know I had some awesome ones last week, which, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm just still obsessed with. They're boosting my mood left, right, and center. I even went to the Sephora sale because 20% off, baby, got your girls some new hand and foot creams. And I'm just letting the world know. I'm just being honest and vulnerable in truth. I'm living my truth, okay? Okay standing here right now in my truth that I did not know I needed to to use foot cream until the other week and I want you to know that and know that I now put on foot cream it makes me happy and that's just you know something I feel as though we need to talk about for the second week in a row but what I was talking about right before we jumped in is basically I literally this week just did the exact thing I didn't feel like doing like the thing that I knew was good for me that I wanted to do but I could come up with excuses for it. I just did it. For instance, working out. Should I work out now? Should I work out later? Do I need to work out? Can I work out a different day? Blah, blah, didn't care. Working out makes me feel amazing. I love it. Sometimes I could be on the lazier side. I don't feel like it. There was just no like conversation in my mind about it this week. Unless I was, like, really, really tired and there was one day where I was, like, huh, like, I feel kind of funny. Like, I feel a little weird. Like, I'm just going to take it easy today. Boom. Done. Decision made. Every other day, oh, I, don't I don't know. Just, like, go. Like, walk. Like, go downstairs. Like, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get it over with. The sooner you get it over with, like, it's kind of what people tell you about procrastination. Like, it's almost you're making the problem bigger and you're actually, like, wasting your energy procrastinating because you're just thinking about the thing you have to do while you're not doing it. And if you just got it done, it'd be done. And so it was kind of just like that, but it was less of like just procrastinating things. It was more so not coming up with an excuse and getting the thing done. It was like an extra layer of being proud of myself because it was like there was no drama or chaos involved in the making of this decision. So not only did I do it, it wasn't like a whole production. It was just like, okay, need to go do this. Boom, pivot, go downstairs. Or like if something would go wrong, I would just be like, well, that happened. Like- that splashed all over the place and I'm going to clean it up like it's just not making things bigger than they are and just doing the things that I kind of almost didn't really feel like doing and it kind of was like whether it was getting up and going and picking up my prescriptions because I didn't feel like it or going and doing a quick workout or stretching or getting a work thing email done that I didn't feel like sending that I know I could do in the morning it was more so like Just stop all the bullshit, get it done, and do the next thing. I was just kind of like, go, go, go this week. And sometimes go, go, go can feel very exhausting. But without all that extra chaos added in my own mind, it really wasn't. It was more so just like, yeah, like, I did that. Like, I got everything done. Like, love it. Crushed it. Great. Feel great. And it's always, to the things that, like, getting the work done, doing a good job, getting your endorphins from a workout, like, cooking a meal, like, doing a mood booster, whatever it is, it's kind of always those things, too, that, like, you don't look back and be like, oh, I can't believe I did that. It's, like, it's not going to be one of those things. I think that was something that really resonated with me, too, this week of, like, I'm not going to look back and be like, oh, I can't believe I, like, just wasted 30 minutes working out. Like, it just doesn't end like that. Like, yeah, it's hard and it's like sometimes I'm tired but I feel significantly better physically and mentally afterwards so like we're just not going to have a conversation about it in my head we're just going to go get it done and there's no world in which like I'm upset about it after and if something's really wrong and I really feel like I'm going to like faint or like vomit or something obviously I don't force myself to do it but like that's not what I'm talking about, you know, so that was definitely a mood booster this week was just no ifs, ands or buts do the thing that's good for you do the thing that is you taking care of yourself do the thing that you'll thank yourself for later. And, you know, it's kind of the small things that add up to a bunch of really great habits and rituals and kind of push myself really hard this week and that was a big mood booster for me. Something when I was still kind of like really in my head at the beginning of the week that I noticed, it was just kind of like the same thoughts kept coming in and in and into my head. And I couldn't tell if I was like really thinking about like reflecting on myself. Like I kept having these thoughts of like, I think I feel this way because when I feel like this, like just things that I would kind of say to my therapist, you know? And I found myself just kind of reiterating them to myself and repeating them in my head. And at one point, I was just like, am I, like, saying this so I don't forget to tell my therapist? Because, like, what the heck? Like, or do I just think this is, like, very insightful about myself and I don't want to, like, forget this thought? You know what I mean? Something like that. And a mood booster for me since, like, you know, I don't really want to be, like, thinking insightfully about myself all day long. I do want to be able to, like, be in the present and not, like, overanalyze, like, everything about my personality type and emotional triggers, 247. And so I just, like, opened up a new notes app. I've talked to you guys about how I'm not really big on journaling. And also, like, if I really do have a lot to write down, which a lot of times I don't, it hurts my hand. Um, So I just, like, made a notes app. So whenever something about myself specifically that I would notice – Came up, and you know, also it's kind of like a tricky, like sketchy road that you can go down if you're really kind of reflecting on your personality and yourself a lot, especially if you're someone like me who's like very hard on themselves. So it's a slippery slope to kind of like start reflecting and taking stock of whatever you think is wrong with you. So I decided to make the executive. Uh, decision of writing it down in my phone and so I wouldn't forget to tell my therapist and I didn't have to keep badgering myself with it for whatever reason it was whether it genuinely was me trying not to forget or whether I was just trying to trigger myself in like a different mask we're not quite sure because writing it down boosted my mood and made me stop thinking about it and that's like no overanalyzation, is that a word more necessary that was fully not English but we're gonna let it slide because um I've been awake for so many hours but yeah basically like I'm not someone who like really I don't know writes down how they're feeling or like observations about themselves like I'm always like writing something down for someone else or for you guys to put on Instagram or like just like to-do list like work you know and you know, like I said, don't journal. So this was a way that I could boost my mood just by getting it out of my head. Um, but it was like a literally a to-do list on my phone. But it said, things about me. I think that's what it says. It's like things about, notes about me. And then I like spaced a lot so that like you couldn't see them until you clicked on it. I should probably lock that in my phone. Pretty embarrassing. Um, the first one is, I think I might be codependent. So there's that. I'll leave you with that for that mood booster. And the final mood booster of the week, a more tangible one, because maybe you don't relate to any of these at all, which is fine. I, I'm i glad, actually, is I started reading this book a while ago. And obviously, I follow Ryan Holiday on Instagram. And he's one of my favorite authors and just people to, like, you know, boost my mood throughout the week, kind of interrupt my feed. And I started his book, The Obstacle is the Way, a while ago. But it just from all the moving and traveling, it's kind of gotten misplaced a few times. And so I restarted it on the plane today and I forgot how much I liked it and was just kind of like re-annotating a lot of it and just realizing that so much of it was already stuff that I kind of knew but I didn't perfectly articulate and or would articulate in different ways. And so it's just like a really good perspective shift too and I think it kind of added to my calming mood because it just, it kind of is like one of those things where sometimes I get so into reading nonfiction that I forget to read the other stuff. And it literally goes back to the mood booster of like, just take out the book and start reading, like stop. Because even on the plane, I could have done like, oh, I don't know, like, should I read? Maybe it'll make me fall asleep. But like, I could watch TV. Like, I'm not gonna be lazy if I'm watching TV. Like, I'm on a plane. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't need to read. Like, literally, like, that's how my brain sounds sometimes. And I was like, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start reading. Like, I, I don't feel like doing this with myself right now. If I don't want to, like, if, at the end of the day, like, if you really don't want to read, you're not gonna read. But like, at least just pick up the book and start and shut up first, you know. And I ended up like reading almost the entire book. And just remembering how much I really liked it and because I didn't annotate it the first time I went through, which is something that I like to do, especially because of the podcast. And so if you guys want to get on the same page, no pun intended, that I'll be on, maybe even next week we can talk about it. Go, I'll link it on Instagram at mood with Lauren Elizabeth and we'll chat more about it in a current mood convo or let me know what you're reading right now. Because reading itself is always a mood booster. It's just sometimes that thing you don't feel like doing. You guys know one of the only things I travel with when it comes to being stylish is Mejuri because I need jewelry. I need it to last. I need it to be easy. I just need it to make me feel pretty no matter what I'm wearing, no matter what the season. If you don't know Mejuri, Mejuri makes fine jewelry for every day Mine is the traditional 10-time markups. They have new limited edition product drops every Monday. So if you're crazy like I am about jewelry they'll never trust me they'll never be kind of a stop of like when are they gonna drop something it's more like okay let's plan my month out with Majuri you know they have pieces that suit everyone every style in every budget and their pieces are handcrafted fairly priced and ethically sourced using 100% traceable gold and conflict-free diamonds plus 70% of Majuri's gold is recycled They just launched seven new gift guides to make your holiday shopping easier than ever. Feel free to like send them to your boyfriends. That's what I would do. There's something for everyone on your list, yourself included, hence the sending it to your boyfriend, but also like it really is a great gift and it's something that they're going to have for the rest of their life. So like whether you get like an initial necklace for your friend or like maybe everyone goes in on like a cute ring for a friend, Secret Santa, I don't know. I really think there's something for everyone they have their most gifted section. That's the best selling styles on everyone's wish list. So you can know that you're getting a really good gift. They obviously have under $150 items. All in a gift guide. And then they have the personalized section, which I obviously love because I think it's super, super meaningful and customizable with engraving. It, they have 14 karat solid gold gifts that won't wear out or scratch easily. 14 karat is much more durable than 18 karat gold. Think no more green fingers or fine jewelry that oxidizes. Majuri's high quality 18 gold vermeil is used uses a thick layer of 18 karat solid gold over sterling silver for longer lasting wear. But don't worry, other well-style. Other well-loved styles include sterling silver, freshwater pearls, ethically sourced diamonds, and milestone rings. Your holiday gift search starts and ends with the holiday gift shop at Majuri.com. Best part about it, visit Majuri.com and use code MOOD for 10% off your first order. That's that's Majuri.com, code MOOD for 10% off your first order. If there's not a Majuri box under my tree, there's going to be a problem. tell you that much. Okay, guys, let's jump into today's current mood combo with Atticus. You guys know it's not every day we have a guy on the podcast as well. So it's also just like something fun and different. And we just had so much fun getting to know each other and chatting. And his whole story is so freaking cool. And what he does is amazing. Let's hit him with the hard questions of mental health. Shall we, ladies? Let's do it. Welcome to the podcast, Atticus. But for people that don't know, now I want them to hear from you specifically, since I already hyped you up behind your back, kind of like, how did you get started being this essentially faceless Instagram, like media mogul poetry extraordinaire?
1: Um, Yeah, well, first off, thank you. And thank you so much for having me (laughs) on your show. Um, Yeah, I mean... It's kind of serendipitous how it all came about, and and first of all, I I never in a million years thought I'd be a writer, and never thought I'd be a poet, and it, and it kind of just happened. Um, mm. yeah, you know, I've I've always um I've always done other things, and um, I, I just used uh, poetry as kind of a creative outlet, um, and I'd always read the classics, um, loved. You know, growing up, I loved Bukowski and Kerouac and, and, and Hunter S. Thompson and Sylvia Plath and, and things. But, you know, I'd never, ever considered writing for myself. And I was actually on a, a trip to France and uh, through a friend of a friend met, met a an actor, a guy named Michael Madsen. And if you don't know who that is, he's like the the bad guy in, in every Hollywood movie. And I, I think uh, you know <laughs> Reservoir Dogs Kill Bill and, and I think uh, a Justin Bieber music video. Um, oh my god, <laughs> you'd recognize him if you saw him. Um, but I became really close with 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 Michael and um, you know he taught me a lot about his past and and his his struggles with depression and and told me how poetry had saved his life and you know, for me, that was that was super interesting because here was this American badass motorcycle drinking kind of whiskey sip sipping, um, you know, guy. And he, and he was writing poetry. And and for me, that kind of gave me permission to explore a different different side of myself. And um, I was in in Paris for the first time ever a, a few uh, days later. And I and I just wrote my first poem now.
0: Isn't that so interesting how, like, there is almost that just kind of, you know, within us, like, stigma of, like, oh, poetry is, like, girly or feminine or all this stuff. And, you know, obviously you're faceless, which we'll get to in a second on Instagram. But, like, you could easily assume, like, oh, like, I'm sure, like, a lot of girls relate to your poetry. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure, like, it's just, you know, it's like that societal stigma. And, you know, it's like you said, like, permission, getting permission from this, like, you know, grizzly bear got type of guy essentially to do it I mean my brother writes poetry and I always joke like you know he's like tatted up and like super chill like he'll be on the golf course but then like post a poem on Instagram oh, so cool. and it's like breaking down those like barriers you know and it's it's interesting that you like obviously you feel like you need permission but like look where it's kind of like led you to you know
1: yeah absolutely and I think you bring up a really good point and and it's kind of you know, a problem with society to some degree. It's like we're 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 growing up. Like men are kind of encouraged not to um, explore their emotions or vulnerable side, and and they're kind of led in a different direction. And I think it's it's really can be very dangerous. And um, I think it's it's um, much healthier to kind of explore that side. And and I, I just think it's such a shame that we 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 guys think that we need permission. Um, yeah, to explore that side. And I and I hope that's kind of changing because I think it, it makes healthier, healthier men, you know, healthier people, no, I'll say like more
0: like yeah, like people and like yeah. even like partners and father figures, like all that stuff essentially. Like I think it truly is. And you know, it's so interesting as you were saying it. I was like, you obviously started like writing the poetry, but just like even the initial getting curious with like your own emotions to even like allow yourself to have something to write about and its own is like a huge win as, as like, you know, being like a masculine man, like putting, cause you know, like not everyone's going to just like start writing poetry. That's a guy, yeah. but, or in general, but even just like kind of like getting in touch, I guess, with like how you're feeling as a guy yeah. is like already kind of not even talked about too. And then on top of that, you put it into words and like share it with millions of people. online.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think you said it exactly. And it, you know, I, I don't think it needs to just be poetry. It's, you know, vulnerability comes in so many ways. It's just like, you know, I, I, this is a lesson that took me forever to learn, you know, th- that to find real connection with somebody, you need to be vulnerable. And I, I don't think that, um, you know, a, a lot of people are trained that way or to, to know that you're know, like, a lot of people are trained to just like, you know, put up those walls and, um, you know, everything in my life has gotten better since I was like, have learned to to break down those walls and lose ego. And, you know, it's an imperfect science, but you just, you know, you just kind of work at it every day, try to be more vulnerable, try to be a better person in the world. And yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you think that like not showing yourself online is like, allows you to be more vulnerable when you're like posting things to the
1: internet. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and that's how it started. You know, I I was, I think I was ultimately shy and then didn't want it to, to kind of bleed into the rest of my, to my world. And um, so the, the anonymous side has certainly helped that. And, you know, as the, as the account grew, um, something happened in my life that, uh, you know, made me stay determined to keep the kind of anonymity. And that was, um, I I lost somebody in my life that was, um, um, you know, someone that uh, was kind of like uh, a peer and a friend. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I very much, they had, I say complications with fame. And, you know, I think they had real struggles with fame. And, um, they ended up passing away. And that was a huge wake up call in my life. And particularly as Atticus, you know, the count was growing and, and I was getting pressure to become, you know, uh, to take off the mask and, and, um, you know, um, it was just, it became really important and very clear to me that I didn't want the, any sort of fame or recognition and and the kind of negative sides that that brings and and it just wasn't interesting to me but at the same time I wanted to share my words and and connect with people so I was like you know what, I'm just gonna do, do it anonymously
0: I mean that's crazy because I feel like even you know there was like this kind of like wave where people were being more anonymous online but then ultimately you know you'd like flash forward a couple years or whatever and people would reveal themselves and it'd be like oh I'm the person behind this account I'm the person behind this and like it's you know obviously it comes from a really real and like honest place for you too that like is extremely meaningful and I just think it's so impressive that Uh you know obviously I'm sure like emotionally behind the scenes like there's you know like kind of how we all do like we get home from work and we turn off the business side of us or like the creative the chill yeah But it is, you know, like fascinating that you've been able to keep your real identity essentially hidden as like we get more and more technology of like TikTok and then podcasting. Now people know your voice and they probably didn't know your voice before, but you still have the mask. Like if I were you, I'd be stressed the fuck out (laughs) all the time.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, you know, I think it's I think I think ultimately people know. Know at this point, like why I choose to stay anonymous, and and thankfully, you know, I think people are on board for that. They kind of understand that, um, you know, fame is is. I, I think people understand that I, that I'm doing it for the right reasons, and you know, I I've had a ton of pressure throughout throughout this whole you know project to to take off the mask. You know, I think my publishers are like, you'll sell way more books. You can go on talk shows. Mm. You can, you know, I could show my face right now and we could have a conversation, but Mm. you know, for me, you know, Bill Murray's got this interesting line that I've always liked. And he said, if you want to become rich and famous, become rich first and see if you still want to become famous. And Mm. uh, I've always found that interesting and, and, you know, not to say that that money solves problems, but um I just think people sometimes are attracted to fame and recognition for the wrong reasons. And if you're, you know, a shy person or, you know, I think it's tough to deal with ultimately If for, for people it's uh and it's a hard thing to turn off also fame.
0: Oh, I mean, listen, I'm, as much as I said I'd be stressed out if I were you, that's just because I'm a stressed out person. Like, <laughs> I'm jealous that you don't have to, like, ever get ready or put your face online and stuff like that. Like, you're kind of living the dream. You get, like, the best parts of social media without, like, the worst parts of it.
1: It is a double-edged sword. I think that, you know, being being a person in the media, you know, it, it can help with success and getting your stuff out there. But um, you just kind of have to, like, Know in your heart what's important to you, and um, I always just want to be able to walk down or walk through the streets of uh, some small French town and and be anonymous, you know.
0: Quick break to talk to you guys about Nomad. Speaking of gifts, you guys, you need to get something from Nomad. Nomad uses their leather from the horween Tannery in Chicago, and you know, I'm a Chicago girl nomad makes leather accessories in a wide range to fit any need they look rich they develop great over time and they're completely unique to you if you just got a new iphone 13 apple watch or are thinking about getting one soon even for the holidays you should really check nomad out they have some great looking cases and bands They have an awesome rugged leather one that features Horween leather. It's the same tannery that makes leather for the NFL and NBA. So like if you get it for your boyfriend, be like, this is the same leather. And he'll be like, oh my God, babe, like you're so smart. And you'll be like, I know, I listen to mood. And if he's a klutz or you're a klutz like me, their cases also have a 10-foot drop protection. If you're looking for a new case for your iPhone, this is the company you should check out. And plus, all Nomad cases include a digital business card feature that allows you to quickly and easily share info with other people. You can use it to share your Instagram or TikTok account, your dating profile, or even your Spotify account if you're a musician. They have designs that are going to look great anywhere from work to the gym to happy hour, date night, interview, the outdoors, you name it. They also offer convenient charging solutions for the home, office, and bedroom with a suite of chargers for whatever mobile device you use, as well as Apple Watch and AirPods. The crew at Nomad was just tired of dealing with flimsy charging cables that seemed to fall apart every few months, so that's why they set out to make this, these badass cables. Go check them out. You guys know I love accessories. I love leather accessories. The one, The leather they use smells amazing. It's a climate-neutral certified brand, and holiday season is approaching. I won't shut up about it. Nomad is and always will be a company that prioritizes design and quality over everything else. Check out Nomad at nomadgoods.com slash mood to see what living the nomad life is all about. That's N-O-M-A-D-G-O-O-D-S dot com slash mood. Go check them out and back to the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And I think also what's obviously incredible is how your words like really do relate to such a large audience, and it's because you're really kind of, like, encapsulating, you know, a lot of the feelings and, like, mental health struggles and, like, kind of, like, loving yourself, I feel like is a lot of the stuff that I relate to on your page when I relate to something about, you know, kind of always flipping back on me because, you know, you want to blame everyone else or feel bad, and it's like, okay, maybe I need to love myself, and I'll see something that Mm -hmm. reminds me to feel better about myself or kind of look inward on your page and I feel like it's it's almost kind of reminds me too of like if you were to say oh like do like a whole study on poetry and read poetry I'd be like I don't have time for that but it almost reminds me of how I'm always telling people like those are the things like we live in this society and the world where we see things in such short form and we digest things so quickly and then we're on to the next thing do you think that You've kind of then like creatively thought, oh, okay, I want to make short kind of digestible poetry that people will relate to to like interrupt their feeds a little bit. Or do you think that like poetry has just changed over the years kind of naturally? Does that make sense? Like I feel like poetry yeah. is just so much different than it was because it feels shorter at least. Like I resonate with the shorter pieces anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's a, a variety of things, but I think you're 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 absolutely right, and um, I think that um, you know I I certainly um, I write all sorts of lengths. I think I just favor the kind of short aphorisms and epigrams on on Instagram because, it, like you said, it just kind of makes makes more sense. And I've also like really always enjoyed you know just writing turns of phrase and quick moments. And, um, I think, um, I I like to think of, of these kind of shorter form poems as like a gateway Mm. drug as it were into, into like more classical, um, literature and, and poetry. And I think, um, the one wonderful thing that's going on in the world right now is there has been this big resurgence into, into, uh, poetry and things. And I think that it, it is like maybe some of this more consumable stuff that's getting younger folks kind of interested in that space in that world. Like you were saying, you know, um, it, it, it's bite-sized, it appeals to you. And, um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's certainly what happened to me, you know, it's like, I, I loved quotes and things. And then mm. from there, I kind of got into more long form, um, um, poem poets and poetry. And so, um, I think it's a really positive thing that's going on in the world. And, and um, uh, it has changed a bit, but it's, you know, it, that's just the way the world works.
0: Oh, 100%. And when So when you're, like, writing your books and stuff, then do you, like, when you say it's kind of like a gateway drug too, Do do you do, like, the longer form stuff, like, in your books? Or do you think that, like, is Atticus kind of your own, like, you kind of compartmentalize, like, oh, this is my, Atticus is this creative outlet, and then I do this, like, on my own time? Does that, like feel right to you or is it more like oh if I get a book then I get a whole different side of Atticus
1: um I and I think it's a it's a mixture like some of the books have certainly like the longer form poems um I think the really long ones I you know would share on my podcast or 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 different things like that or, or make like kind of like a video poetry poetry thing um and yeah, the book is kind of like all, all shapes and sizes, I, I would say.
0: Did you start noticing like as you were sharing, obviously, you know, the shorter stuff on Instagram, do you see like a theme in like what does the best in a sense of like, oh, wow, clearly like everyone's struggling with this thing because everyone gravitates mm-hmm. towards these kind of remarks. Do you like do you pay attention to that stuff and like notice that?
1: Yeah, um, to some degree. And, you know, I, I try really hard to just not write to get likes, but like write to to, to try to be honest in what I think um, I want to share. Um, but I, I do notice that. And I, I think that it, it's really interesting. It's it's kind of, uh, you know, what you were saying earlier, but the, the ones that seem to resonate the most with people um, are the ones that are kind of honest and true and, and kind of like maybe a point uh, that no one's talking about, you know, it's like that, that we're all feeling, but no one's really talking about. And I think that um, those really seem to have always resonated with people. And I, I think that um, it, it's something that I challenge myself to do. It's just like, like, be honest. It's like, don't, don't say what you think people Think you should feel say what you're actually feeling and see if anybody else feels that way and it's incredible you know how I'll I'll write something like that and about mental health or something or being sad and people will be like you know god if that yes you know you said exactly what I was thinking I didn't know how to articulate that and um I think that's what what resonates is people are looking for that kind of human connection and also not to feel alone
0: yeah I mean it's crazy like you said it so perfectly, too, of, like, you're kind of, like, articulating maybe this thought that was almost on, like, the tip of my tongue, right? But it's it's short enough to where I'm, like, okay, this is resonating with me so much. Like, now I need to... Like, it starts this, like, conversation in my own head of, wait, why am I so, like, moved by this? Or why does this feel, like, so spot on? And I always find myself, like, screenshotting stuff or, like, saving things to, you know, the little, like, saved folder on Instagram. Because I'm, like, I need to remember that. Or, like, it's, like, a reminder for me because I'm, like, it's so easy to not kind of like look inward like throughout your day I guess and like really like even just like check in on yourself and then it's like I see a post that says something that I totally relate to and I'm like whoa wait okay pause like I clearly need to investigate (laughs) this feeling like a little bit further do you find that people like use it not just as a gateway on your page to like you know, read longer form poetry, but also gateway to like, feel their feelings more and be more vulnerable, like on their own. Like, do you kind of notice that like within your community as well?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that, um, you know, the other side of that is that I'm using it for that Mm. as well. You know, it's like, I'm, I, I'm, I feel this, this, these things I feel connected when I write it and I, and it's honest and I, and I think that people find this the same thing, you know, they, they read a piece and they like, and it kind of grabs their attention and then they read more. And, and, you know, the, I think the ultimate feeling that, that we're all feeling is like, oh, okay, there's a theme here. We're all, we're all human. We're all having these similar feelings and it, it's okay. You know, it's yeah. really okay.
0: I feel like I would just be like so excited all the time of like, oh my God, I'm feeling like this and there's literally thousands of people that feel the exact same way. Like I'm not the crazy one. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like I constantly (laughs) be like just jazzed that I wasn't like going insane in my head. Like it's like, I journal, you just happen to like share your poems and get like confirmation that you're not crazy. I just have to pay my therapist to tell me that I'm not. So like (laughs) yours is definitely like a little more suave than my kind of way that I deal with my moods. But I do, I, I really do find it interesting that You know, you don't write for social media that like you really write from a vulnerable place because, you know, I think that with Instagram and the social media landscape, like it's easy to kind of, you know, gravitate towards what works and like steer clear of what doesn't work for you. And so I think that it's really interesting that, you know taking a second look at your page because your stuff is so popular. Like you, and you are like a faceless, like, you know, identity on Instagram. And so you forget that, like, it's someone who's actually feeling this and like going through something similar to whatever resonates, whatever I resonate with your work. And I think it's like taking a second look at your page, going back and reminding myself that it's coming from you, a real human who is really feeling these things, like kind of brings a whole new vulnerability and like connection to it, honestly.
1: Um, Well, thank you. And I mean, yeah, that's a wonderful thing to say. And thank you. Um, But yeah, you know, it's a, it it is an imperfect science and, and, you know, I just got to constantly, you know, remind myself to, to, to write what I feel and not what I think I should feel basically.
0: What if you're like having a really good, like days weeks months and you're like oh my god I'm so happy and like <laughs> what like do, do I write
1: about being happy
0: like you know what I mean like what if like you don't have anything deep and bad happening to write about
1: um I, you know I've always said as a as a writer it's it's easier to write when you're really sad yeah. or <laughs> when you're really happy but uh the hardest is like when you don't feel much at all and that's kind of like right in the middle yeah. so um I think, you know, uh, um, that's, that's kind of like the hardest place to be is, is like when you feel kind of numb and like, uh, you know, I think we all go through those times of, um, of not feeling enough, but, um, yeah, I've always found it hardest to write in those times.
0: But it's like, even in that moment too, it's like, we can all relate to like feeling numb and like being like in the middle and it's like, boop, there's like a perfect thing to connect with yeah. people about, Like you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, as true. it's like, you're saying yeah. it, I'm like, oh, well actually I have felt that way before. So no, I, yeah. I get what you mean. Like, it's, it's yeah. so crazy. It's just, it's, it's honestly just that like people don't talk about how they're really feeling. So when someone does, yeah. it's kind of just sh- shocking in itself, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and, you know, t- to that effect, I think that's why memes are so successful and, and like all of this stuff has just resonated so much in the world it's, it's that it's a, the, it's a, it is a human connection. We are feeling like, you know, you'll see a meme and it, you know, it'll say something and be like, Oh my God, I feel the exact same way. It, it's, it's similar to that in the sense that it's just connecting us as humans.
0: I mean, sometimes I, like, literally see a meme and I'm, like, there's no way someone just made this because it's coming straight from my brain. (laughs) And it's, like, it's always, like, the crazier ones, you know, like, just, like, so mundane. Like, I even saw one the other day that was, like, your next task is to not talk about how it's getting dark earlier every day for the
1: next, like, three months.
0: (laughs) And I was, like, oh, my God. Like, it just, like, calls me out. And I'm, like, I need to put my phone down. Like.
1: It's like yeah I know there's like there's like one that's like if you if you didn't have this if your parents didn't have this alarm clock did you really have parents <laughs> and I was like how did everybody have that alarm clock? How, my parents had that alarm clock. I'm like how are we so I know I know I feel so, like we're all, all so literally
0: the same human being but like we feel yeah. like it's so weird. Every time I see a meme so or weird. like a like a piece of poetry online I'm like we are all the same exact person. Like you're not special. Yeah. Like you yeah. you just have figured it out in a different way but you're all essentially the same human being
1: all the exact same. Yeah. yeah. It's me just reminding I myself
0: that I'm I'm gonna start like a side Atticus poetry account for you where I just do like the real version of like you're not fucking special <laughs> or unique, like go watch TV. Like that's my poem. How is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean it it it's true. But you know, the the Roman emperors used to have uh people that whispered in their ear when they were on like getting celebrated by people that just said you you know, you two are mortal, a memento mori kind of like, uh, you you two are mortal and just reminding you that kind of you're the, we are all the same. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing. It's (laughs) just kind of like, Hey, like, let's be more empathetic to the people around us because they're going through the same, same shit we're going through, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's like, we genuinely need that kind of like, as it's kind of like you were saying, like as simple as it is, it's like you need someone to like say it out loud and like remind you because we can get caught up in our own like messes and like you forget to just like be kind or like smile to a stranger, like not project onto someone else when like in reality, like we all like we could, if we're just like compassionate and empathetic and just like kind, like it will eventually make us feel better. But like we're also then not making other feel like people feel like shit along the way, which like I think as you grow up a little bit, if you're, Emotionally aware enough, you can kind of start understanding. And I've at least understood that. And it makes my days a lot better, even on my worst days, because I just don't spend the energy like being a brat anymore. Where I was a big brat when I was younger, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I was too. And I think that, um, that, that to some degree we got to like forgive ourselves for, for just being like young and scared and confused. And, um, you know, I, I, I think about it a lot. It's just like, you know, it's just part of growing up is just learning to not be like that and um, learning to love more. I
0: always say, I'm like, I'll never like, hold something against you that you did when you were, like, 18 or under or even, like, 20, 21, because, like, I wouldn't want anyone to hold anything against me, like, how I, like, emotionally reacted at that age just because it's, like, and it's, like, how you, it's, like, you have to forgive yourself because, like, if you don't, who's going to? And, like, then it's, like, you realize how good it feels and, like, maybe you'll start forgiving other people and just, like, being more, like, compassionate and empathetic, but, it's, you know, it's this yeah. thing that once you kind of like figure out, figure it out, like you're saying to just like love more, it's, it does make for a much more enjoyable, a much more enjoyable life.
1: Yeah, I, I like what you said there. You know, it's not, it's not just about kind of forgiving yourself that, you know, it, it's like, you, it's forgiving other people for the you know, for their youth and immaturity. It's just, you know, that, that forgiveness, the general forgiveness of like, of, of letting people Be human and make mistakes is a very, very powerful thing. And then to yourself, you know, forgiving yourself for for being young and confused.
0: Yeah, it's almost like it's like we kind of are starting to get to this place where we talk about mental health and our emotions and all this stuff, like honestly, thanks to social media. But we forget about like just like the general like holding grudges because it's like, oh, like work hard, like be independent, like you don't need to forgive people or be nice to like that's how I feel yeah. you know what I mean I feel like I'm like wait yeah. like why can't like why do you have to hate your ex-boyfriend or like whatever it is just like yeah. something stupid where I'm like okay like sure or like you can just like be nice like I don't know, like I'm always like I guess yeah. it's like the lame way to go about it but I like it helps me sleep at night so that works
1: yeah 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 I mean I think um uh, forgiveness, like, you know, I said it, but I, forgiveness is, is such a powerful thing. And, uh, you know, I, I have this um, crazy story from the, the town I grew up in, but um, this uh, it, it was a man and wife and, and the neighbors were throwing a party and the man went over because his friend's house and he ended up getting in an, an altercation with the young kids there and he got hit by one of them and he ended up dying. And, um, you know, the, the wife could have put the kid into jail forever and it took a long time, something like five or 10 years, but she like finally forgave him. And then she she went even further than that. She actually went around with him talking about forgiveness and like talk about like powerful, because I think, you know, I think we're all thinking the same thing. It's like, how could you ever forgive that person? Um, let alone like go and, you know, spend time with them. But I, you know, it's just, I think she found healing through, through forgiveness. And she also knew that, uh, you know, the world could find forgiveness through or find, you know, peace through forgiveness. So, um,
0: that's I, that's I, I completely agree with you. That's like, yeah, unbelievable, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's an incredible story. I think it's like yeah. the heart people, it's so funny too, like how like worked up we get about other people people's stuff you know like oh my god how could she forgive him because like you're so angry for the person but it's like it's literally their healing journey and like it actually brings them more peace and i think that's like what like such an incredible message to go around and share and i can't believe that it's from the town you grew up in
1: yeah that's crazy yeah i mean (laughs) i know it really is unbelievable and 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 so powerful, you know, um, it's hard to comprehend, but it's, it's just very, very powerful forgiveness. And you
0: do a lot of stuff kind of giving back to like mental health, whether it's like organizations or charities and stuff like that through your work in online. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, well, you know, mental health has been something that's really, um, close to me for, I mean, my whole life, you know, I, I've, I've struggled with it, um, you know, throughout my, my whole life and it's something that I, that I'll just like have forever. And, and so I'm, I'm just like insanely empathetic to, to young folks going through, I mean, all folks, but, you know, particularly young folks going through it. And, um, and so, um, I, I, just like love to give back to organizations that have helped me or help people that I've known. And, um, there's some incredible ones out there, um, uh, that, are, that we've worked with, uh, to write love in her arms is one. And, um, and, uh, but you know, the, there's lots and, and I, I just think that, that it's, it's always made sense to me just because I've struggled with it so much. And, and particularly when I was younger and didn't have like the tools to kind of help me. Um, the world is such a scary place being like a young, um, a young person and, and, uh, not understanding, um, how things work and, and that, you know, there's love out there and there's, there's hope out there. And, um, I just feel so, so much empathy for, for young folks going through that same thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, as you were talking, it just made me like really like sad thinking about how we, like we didn't have the tools and stuff growing up so like even just like these kind of like you know micro tools that you put on online and then obviously like you know link through or other assets and just kind of resources for yeah. people of all ages but like you said especially young i mean it's it's really i think such an important part of change within our society to take mental health Regardless of gender and age seriously,
1: yeah, yeah, you know it's it, it's it's such a shame you, you know, even when I was growing up, like you said there there was just no tools to deal with this there's no like no one was talking about meditation, yeah. no one was talking about like no one was talking about this it's like if you if you uh were sad, you know you'd go to a therapist child therapist, and they'd put you on Paxil or something yeah. and um, that was the, and you were somehow like broken and no one talked about it. you you know, no one, your parents definitely didn't talk about it with anyone else. Cause you were like, not a, you know, not a, you're somehow how broken, like I said. And I think it's, um, I just do feel bad for other people going through it at that time. And thankfully there, there, there are more and more conversations about it and, and, uh, more tools every day. And, um, yeah, you know, even, even things like, like Atticus and, and Instagram, you know, at least we're just having the conversation and realizing that, oh, this is, this is not a me thing or you thing. It's a human thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's also, you know, you mentioned it about how you'll struggle with it for your entire life. And I think that it is kind of that, you know, coming together and being like, I see you, I hear you, I feel for you, but like, it does get better, even though it doesn't get perfect. Yeah you know, it's like, you're not yeah. like a hundred percent healed, but like you're at this place where you're evolving and healing at a level where like, you're like, I always say like, oh yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm fine. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to yeah. say like, I'm like happy a hundred percent of the time. Cause that's what make <laughs> me a serial killer, but like, yeah, I'm okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, like in learning those tools, like realizing that that sadness is an okay mm-hmm. thing to to feel sometimes and like being in that sadness and and you know figuring out ways to to get out of it and make sure it doesn't last a long time but
0: yeah I always say it's um, the turnaround time it's like how quickly can you get like how quickly can you figure out which tool you need to just like get out of it fast because I think people just want to be happy all the time but it's not it it is yeah, yeah it's it's useful to be sad I mean our but the podcast merch said best mood and worst mood and a fan dm'd me and was like can you make one that's like best just says best mood on it and I was like no because like that's like not the point, you know,
1: (laughs) you miss something, you you need
0: both to go together. So not as, you know, um, I'd say poetic and, you know, beautifully articulated as your work, but Hey, it's still, (laughs) it it gets the point across, I I guess.
1: (laughs) I like it a lot.
0: (laughs) Well, for more of just kind of what I like to call mood boosters, where can everyone kind of like follow along and keep boosting their mood and feeling less alone with Atticus?
1: Well, I think um, you know I'm I'm on Instagram at AtticusPoetry. Uh, dot com and uh, or, or Atticus Poetry, but my website's AtticusPoetry. dot com, and then um, you know any of my books. I have three books. They're all on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and um, if you prefer the print way, um, yeah, I think that's the best way to reach me. I
0: think the holidays are coming up and that is a really good gift idea is getting the actual <laughs> hardcover books. And I'll go the extra mile for you guys and say annotate them and like maybe like write a little note in them. Sorry, not that I'm telling people to write in your books, but like,
1: no, you know, it. I
0: think it's, it's cuffing season. Let's all get emotional, get some Atticus poetry, <laughs> like and call it a day. I love it. Well, thank I you so it. much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. Make sure to go follow along on Instagram at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth at Lauren Elizabeth for more of just me and gift guides and holidays and travel. You name it. Before you go, if you made it to the end, why not get five stars? You clearly like the podcast. That would be nice of you. It is the season. Am I right, ladies? And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.